showing everybody how to grow their confidence One for all and gold like Donovan Gold So we go Beyond the Cave Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Game podcast. This is the Leadership Academy. Today, we have the privilege of talking to a man who is an elite coach specializing in the development of student athletes in football, strength, conditioning, and leadership. After 20 plus years on the university football sidelines and six years as provincial technical director, he found an even greater way to share his love of sports in leadership roles with the Washington Kids Foundation and Game Ready Fitness. Dino Jeremiah draws on his Master's of Educational Leadership, his Strength and Conditioning Certification, and his role as Master Facilitator for the National Coaching Certification Program to, dis- to inspire programs that challenge and motivate youth to be their best selves. Dino, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Man, I, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I know um, the work you do with the Game Ready Fitness and the Washington Kids Foundation out here in um, in in BC is is incredible, and I'm, I'm super excited to talk more about that and just to see your role and your leadership in all of that. Yeah, it's uh, exciting, and and uh, I love all the things that we're into, and appreciate the opportunity to share with yourself and and many others. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So. Can you give us a little bit of a background of what Game Ready Fitness is? Uh, Game Ready Fitness is, in its simplest form, is um, something that we never had as student-athletes growing up, a place where student-athletes can come and get guidance, get training, um, very supplemental to what your teams provide, um, and just an expertise in that strength and conditioning component, that leadership component that we're talking about, um, mentorship, somewhere where youth can come and uh, be themselves, kind of dream, see how some of our coaches have done things and what they've accomplished. And when you start interacting and you have coaches that have accomplished things, then all of a sudden it becomes more real for you. And uh, that's ultimately the goal with uh, Game Ready Fitness and with Washington Kids is just to support that for uh, youth so that they can see and provide their own journey. That's amazing. I remember right right before everything shut down with the pandemic in in March of 2020, I was able to go out with with, with you guys to a school and do an after school program. And it was it was really it was really cool to interact with the kids. You know, I've, I've always interacted with the kids. I've done camps, I've done, you know, uh, uh, summer camps or church camps and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I, my, my favorite part about uh, working with these kids, it's you're, you're playing with them. You're playing with them. You're having a great time with them. You know, it's, it's physical literacy um, in a way that doesn't seem that you're quote unquote learning, but yeah. you know, you're, you're teaching them fundamentals and you're teaching them skills that they will take on for the rest of their life. So I, I really appreciate what, what game rate fitness does for a lot of young athletes in, in, uh, in the area. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, like you said, there, some of them are young and uh, those kids get influenced at different ages. We know that. And for our coaches to go into a school and be able to work with them, it's just real. And, you know, we define an athlete as anybody that's participating in physical activity that wants to get better. Mm. So that's a wide range. And, it, you know, sometimes you think athlete, oh, it's the NFL or CFL or 
NHL, but really an athlete is just somebody that's participating in physical activity and they want to get better. Great. Yeah. We want to help all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that definition gives, it gives hope to some retired athletes who, who no longer <laughs> consider themselves athletes anymore. So yeah. thank you for that one. I feel good now. <laughs> I'm still an yeah. athlete. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. so with, with everything that, that your, that your coaches do for the kids, um, they show leadership in, in their own ways, but what is your definition of leadership? Um, my definition of leadership is trying to break it down and make it simple, but it's, it's simply a, a positive relationship mm -hmm. um, and building a positive relationship with others and um, being able to influence that relationship. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm explaining it right, but if I use an example of hard work, that's kind of a common term. A lot of people say, hey, hard work, that's a success component. It's an ingredient that you need to have. Well, if a leader is promoting hard work, and most do, uh, that's great, but it's got to go a step further because uh, some of the players on your team may be able to talk about hard work. They may be able to say all the right things, but as a leader, um, not only are you saying it, but you're living it, you're modeling it, and you're providing opportunities for them to work hard. So if you're a coach and you're a leader, uh, it's not only talking about hard work, it's providing them opportunities to work hard mm -hmm. in practice, extra work, uh, providing all the instruments and tools that will allow them to get better. And that's ultimately what leadership is, is showing the way for others um, and influencing them to take advantage of those. Mm, that, I think that's super important. Long-winded answer. It's one long-winded answer. It was also a great answer. I think it's super important that, you know, as, as young athletes looking up to, to their coaches or to true leaders, you know, yes, you can, you can be told, oh, you go work hard and you do, do this and do that. But it's, it's another thing to, to have the opportunity to go ahead and do it. You know, it's a lot, not, not, not a lot of athletes have the opportunity to go and do extra reps or to, or like in practice, typically, you know, you'll have like the, the, the top players who take all the reps and the players yeah. who, who need more reps don't get the opportunity to, but um, a leader will, will allow for, for the extra reps to be taken. I think that's, I think that's a great example, a great definition of leadership. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how did your, how did you come up with this definition? I know a lot of people will take experiences from different people. So in, in your experience, how did you come up with your definition? I think when I did my master's, I did my master's in leadership and, you know, you, you read a lot about leadership. You're doing a lot of exercises, leadership inventories, and you're testing yourself, you're evaluating yourself. So I certainly think that there's, there's a lot of theory that comes from that. But I think one of the unique things I find with, um, you know, with myself is that I've taken that uh, and the academic part and um, really uh, more importantly, is just that experiential uh, opportunity of lead and coach. But having that academic background certainly mm -hmm. helps and helps appreciate it and then put the pieces together a little bit more and, and talk about it like this. But um, you know, nothing replaces that experiential. Absolutely. Um, so now I, I guess I have a, a two-part question now. Um, one, where did you do your master of leadership? 
Um, a master's of leadership was done through San Diego State University. Very nice. Okay. So yeah. it was done in, a, in a, I think what they referred to it, I know it's a common term now, but in cohorts. Mm -hmm. And we had a cohort here in BC and um, uh, some leaders here. Uh, and the person offering the program in San Diego State was a Canadian. And um, anyway, so it was a really unique opportunity to do a master's um, through that university. That's, that's really cool. Actually, it's I, one of the one of the postgraduate programs that I've been looking at is a master of leadership uh, through Royal Rose University. Um, there's also a few others online that I've been looking at. So that's we, we can keep having another discussion afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, um, sure. I, I think I think it's one that I'm, I'm really interested in, in taking. So we can. Uh, yeah. That's that, that's cool to hear that you did it, too. And two, yeah. how has your leadership style evolved? Well, I guess one prior to taking the, um, the, the, the graduate program and to post taking the graduate program. I think I was fortunate to take it after I had graduated from university a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I walked right into the masters. I got some mm -hmm. experience and myself, I've always appreciated that experience in working with people. So I was able, while I was doing my master's to, you know, you have your master's on the weekend or on the evening, but then during the day, you got real life examples with athletes yeah. that you're working with and, and other coaches and you're going, oh, okay, this is how it applies. So I found that to be really valuable. And I think just over time, um, there is where I came up with uh, more of a definition of what leadership should look like. And then, um, you know, had tons of opportunities to screw it up and, and uh, you know, make, make, make things up as you go along and, and work with those mistakes. And, and I think now, um, as it evolves, is you become, um, I would say, a little bit more sensitive. And what I mean by that is that you take everything in. Uh, you're a little bit more patient with taking everything in. So you know, listening, feeling, uh, watching, you, you take everything in with your, with your senses when you walk in a gym or you walk on the field or you walk in with other athletes or other leaders. I think you're just a little bit more patient and whether that reflects as confidence or just um, that, ex that experience that you develop, you just allow things to happen a little bit and then have a little bit more confidence in jumping in when you need to. So I think I think that's probably uh, the biggest thing that comes as you evolve in in a, in, a, in your own leadership style. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you're you're always learning, you're always adapting, and eventually you know you figure it out. But I feel you're going to keep on tweaking as the experiences come and go. Yeah, for that's sure. awesome. That's awesome. Lots of mistakes. Lots of mistakes, you know, coaches always say, you know, if you're going to make a mistake, make it at a hundred miles an hour. So I'm, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that that's great. That's great. Yeah. So let, let's just gears a little bit. Let's talk about your role with game ready fitness a little bit. So what is it that you do with game ready? Kind of have a dual role with the, as uh, in a leadership role with uh, game ready fitness and Washington kids foundation. And really uh, my role is making sure that uh, we provide programs um, that are fit, uh, what we believe in and that we do them with quality and that we develop coaches that can offer and provide those programs. Mm -hmm. So that's the largest role is, uh, I've been called the program director. So I think that's 
probably the best way to describe it. I'm always looking at the programs. Um, uh, we're looking for new opportunities. Uh, what are the needs out there? And then how do we make our leaders better? Mm -hmm. uh, providing, uh, providing leadership opportunities for them on obviously always coaching. I, I think, you know, yourself, it's, it's an interesting setup because most of our coaches have been student athletes or pro athletes, you know, so it's just the extension of coaching and uh, providing, you know, that feedback and, and opportunity for them to just be themselves and perform. So there's certainly a performance aspect in everything mm -hmm. we do. And that's what we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, when I, when I, when I hear what you do with, with, with game ready and with Washington kids foundation, I, I hear that you're, you're servicing your community by essentially servicing your coaches. If that, if that kind of, kind of summarizes it, like you're, you're yeah. training your coaches, giving them the best opportunity to be the best version of themselves. And that, and that with that same token, you're giving them out to the community to get the, get the best coaching that the community could possibly have. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that's, it, you reach a point and I think it's hard for uh, coaches at some point. I know it's a little bit hard for me, but um, you want your coaches to be better than you. Yeah. And, you know, so I've got these uh, young leaders that I've coached or um, Will um, has coached and we've seen grow uh, since they were young student athletes, many of them having trained or been a part of game ready programs. And you want to see them, you, you know, it, it, when you first hit it, it's a little bit hard because you go, geez, man, these guys are better than me. <laughs> and then now it's like, you just really want them to be better than you. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're providing, so you see the impact that they're having. And, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you channel that and you provide anything you can so that they can do the work. It's, it's sort of like having a good player. You want to stay out of their way, just let them do what they can and then let them go with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, how long have you been in, in your role? How long have you been with, uh, with Game Ready and Washington, Washington Kids Foundation? Uh, it's been over 10 years now. Wow. That, um, and certainly uh, we've grown uh, over the years. I mean, you know, it started even before that um, for myself, obviously coaching and coaching at university level and, um, you know, doing strength and conditioning with athletes even way before that. And, and the same thing with, um, you know, my partner, Will, and, and uh, many of the things that he was doing as a pro athlete. And really what we did when we came together was just say, hey, you know, we've learned a lot of lessons from sport. We've learned a lot of lessons from teammates and coaches. And how can we provide these to youth? And really, that's, that's it. Uh, you know, taking those lessons that we've learned on the field, in the locker room, uh, with coaches, with teammates, and bring them together and say, hey, th these are valuable lessons. And the only way that these youth have an opportunity to do that, because they're not all, all going to be university athletes. They're not all yeah. going to be high school athletes. But if we can provide them that interaction and the things like hard work and dedication and perseverance, um, learning from those, th those um, opportunities that we had uh, and we're able to provide them, then that's really the win. Mm -hmm. 
absolutely and I, th I think i think that is something that i've taken i know my my extended team at beyond the game think the same thing that sports are one of the biggest teachers in life right if, if you're you know playing sports you learn all these lessons and our biggest goal with beyond the game is to extend those lessons to everyday life that way you know people don't feel they don't feel stuck they don't feel in the place where they all they know is sport because at the end of the day no you know so much more you just don't think you know I, I love that name, by the way, Beyond the Game. I, I don't know if that's yours that you came up with or where you got that, but I love it. Thank you. Thank you. No, it, yeah, it, it was. I remember, say, I remember sitting down one day and just like, I need a name. What, what are we going to, what are we going to be called? And uh, the con, the concept came first of, you know, taking lessons beyond the, the, the football field, the basketball court, the swimming pool, whatever yeah. it is. And, and so I figured let's you know, play on words beyond the game. So yeah, it's, it's, I love the name too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so in your, in your, in your role, Actually, before before I get there, what is your motivation for striving for excellence? What why do you do what you do? Um, I think that it uh, one the term that I always come back to is uh, exceeding expectations. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's certain expectations that are set up for us um, in society, and you got to remember, like. You know, I'm not saying I'm getting old, but certainly um, 25, 30 years ago when I first started coaching um, or just finishing as a student athlete, there wasn't the same type of profession uh, in coaching and mm -hmm. there wasn't the same type of opportunities. So one of the things that has really evolved is exceeding those expectations. Um, the expectation that, oh, well, like you're saying, right, beyond the game. Well, we know that there's some characteristics and attributes that we're going to gain from the game, but let's go beyond that yeah. uh, and let's exceed those. So I think that's always been a little bit of a motivator for, for myself is that there's always people saying you can't do something. Mm -hmm. And there's always people saying, you know, even earlier when I was going, well, you don't want to be a coach. There's no money in that. You don't want to, you don't want to sacrifice, you know, this or that. Um, you know, there's no opportunities, uh, and then you just kind of make your own path and, and you're exceeding expectations. They don't think you're going to be able to do it or, uh, you'll be able to squeeze by or, and certainly you, you've got to fight for it. Um, but that's been one of the things that keeps me going is just exceeding the expectations. Good. I, know, I like that. And you, you briefly, you briefly mentioned the, the naysayers, the people who say, yeah. oh, don't do this because, you know, there's no money in it or don't do this because, you know, you, you don't have the skills for it. What other challenges or adversities have you had to overcome and how do you do that? When you're talking about overcoming challenges, I think, uh, like, like I mentioned, it is the naysayers, but it's your ability to fight through that and avoid mm -hmm. that uh, naysayers. Then I think um, the problem today is that uh, anybody can be a naysayer. Yep. And, you know, with social media and um, the prominence of anybody being able to go on social media, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for people that don't know anything <laughs> to become a naysayer. So 
I, I really think that anytime that I've had an issue where I've had, and, and you know, certainly you walk into locker rooms where you're in a terrible situation, right? You take over. I've been in places where you're taking over for other coaches. Um, those coaches were either well liked or not well liked, and there's a lot of skepticism. And there's players who just, you know, you kind of kind of feel that there's no trust there for any adult figure, <laughs> you know. Um, and you just—that's what I referred to earlier—is that you you do get a feel, and you walk in there and you go, "Holy smokes! Like this is." this is monstrous. And I think what has always helped me is just trying to make sure that I don't try to do it too much. I just yeah. try to be myself. And that is a lot harder to say than to actually do, right? Because it's easy to come in there and try to flash and do things that might be impressive and stuff. But I think that when I look back at those situations, it's going back and building relationships one by one mm -hmm. and taking mm -hmm. the time. And I think the realization when you're in that position that, okay, this isn't going to change tomorrow. Yep. It's not going to change next week. Uh, it may not change for months, but I better start investing in it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I better start getting to go to work on those relationships. And honestly, I found that, and I, looking back at situations where I came in as a leader and had very skeptical people, like right away, oh, that person's never going to be on my side. After months, they're probably the most loyal to you. Mm -hmm. And it's been really interesting in those situations to kind of watch that grow and how people that are the most skeptical all of a sudden become, you know, your biggest fans. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the fact that you're, you're able to, to continue to push through and to, and to, to walk the walk that you talk about all the time is, is super important and relationships. I think yeah. building, building those relationships is something that I don't think a lot of people give enough credit to because a, a good relationship, and like, like you said, that your biggest naysayer can become your biggest, your biggest fan if that if that relationship is is being fostered the right way and and your leadership is shown in that and i think i think relationships will take you so much further than honestly anything in life will yeah you know when i think about today there's there's so many times that unfortunately you can take a shortcut on relationship yeah. mm -hmm. and you know people say oh well i saw this on facebook about this person or i saw this about them and um, it's probably even harder now during COVID, but I've always been one that, hey, I got to go meet that person. Yeah. I got to sit across from them. I've got to look them in the eye. And that's probably uh, been one of the things that I value the most is that uh, you know, even while I was growing up is just being able to uh, read people, take people in um, and uh, take those opportunities to actually meet them yeah. um, rather than on what they're what others are saying about them exactly and that and that's I, I love I absolutely love that I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago and I was telling him that you know before meeting him I, I heard some things about him and uh they weren't always the they weren't necessarily the best things but yeah I didn't want I didn't want someone else's experience with him to skew my view of him so I'm like I'm I'm happy that we met because I didn't see anything that 
other people were saying as what he yeah. was putting out there. So um, I think I think it's been it's been really cool um, just just to meet people and like like you said, it's it's definitely a little more difficult during like during COVID and and now where we can't necessarily meet face to face. But I think just investing the time in building yeah. those relationships goes a long way because pe- people see that they see the effort yeah. that's, that's been put in and that and that's really respectable for sure and i think um probably the maturity of it evolves when you can say i don't want a relationship with that person yeah yeah and uh you know i think that that's something that um, probably has come more to light in the last few years that, hey, you know what? It's okay. I don't want a relationship with that person. I don't want to be a part of what they're doing. And um, I think that's probably the, the um, most difficult part or the, the difficult part to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when you're hustling and you're busy and you're working hard, you kind of want to jump at everything. And you say, oh, wow, I just want to work with this person or this person, or I like what they're doing and stuff. And I think it's really, you know, having that confidence in your relationships uh, to say, you know what? Yeah, that that doesn't align with me. And uh, that doesn't make sense to me. And um, I'm best to just stay away from that, Mm -hmm. even though it might mean an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, opportunities come and go, but if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. So thank you. You I like that. That's, that's big. That's big. Yeah. What, what's the next, what's the next step in your journey? I I know, I know that you've, you've been with, um, with Game Ready and, and Washington Kids for, for a while. And um, I know you're not necessarily thinking about, you know, the, the, what the next step in your career, but what is the next step in your journey, be it with the two foundations or, or otherwise? You know, I think one of the big things that uh, continues to drive me is just being a good dad mm-hmm. and wanting to be a good person for um, for my kids. And that involves uh, many of the things that you do. Uh, so I think the next step for me is just making sure that whatever I'm doing, and I think this comes to you as being a coach for a long time or a leader and, and certainly a father as being a leader, but um, knowing that my kids are always watching yeah. and knowing that they're going to take pieces from everything I'm doing um, is a huge, uh, because it's, a, it, it's at a time when they're largely influenced. And, um, you know, uh, I don't want them to be influenced by anybody else. Uh, I don't want them to be influenced by social media. I don't want them to be influenced by other people. I would like them to be influenced by myself and my wife. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the greatest gift. As far as uh, game ready and coaching, um, you know, our our goals are to continue to influence uh, more and more people. Uh, I really believe in everything we're doing. Um, I love the fact that we've got, um, you know, so many good relationships in school districts. Um, Probably one of my pet projects has been building our academy, our Mm multi-sport academy, and, you know, taking that one step further and helping student athletes develop. So I'd like to see that that grow. Uh, So it's more just taking some of the pieces that we have and trying to make them bigger um, and provide opportunities because I can't do all of them myself. But as you mentioned earlier, 
we've got some really great leaders and um, that are really coming and they're actually wanting to take advantage of this career and coaching kids and coaching athletes. And so the biggest role I have is providing more and more opportunities for those coaches to do what they want. Mm -hmm. No, then, and that's great. That that is really, really great. I know, I, I I can only imagine how grateful that your your kids are for you as 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 dad and the role model and an influence on them. And I know for a fact that you want to tell I, them that <laughs> <laughs> they'll come around eventually. If they don't, if they don't say it now, yeah. eventually they'll say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and yeah. I know, I know the kids that you coach are also very very grateful for for you as as that person in their life. So keep keep. Doing what you do, you're changing lives. You're changing lives. Thanks, now, man. Appreciate you know, it. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, what advice do you have for someone who's looking to step up into a leadership role? Uh, I think I, I've touched on it earlier, but I think uh, probably the biggest advice I can give is um, learn. You know, not everybody's going to have the opportunities that I was afforded or the path, and you know, I. I consider myself very blessed to have had the path that I had and opportunities come up and to coach and coach certain athletes and coach at university, et cetera. So not everybody's going to have that path, but I would, I would encourage anybody that's coming up is just to take advantage of opportunities to learn and learn from different people. And um, probably the biggest thing is, and this might sound a little old school, but learn it real. Uh, don't mm. learn it from, you know, and I know virtual learnings are going through the roof right now, but if you want to be a leader, it is people uh, and it's understanding people and it's working with people. So um, I still uh, have a hard time thinking you're going to get that same appreciation through Zoom or through some of these virtual things. I think if you really want to go and be a leader, you've got to be in there with people. You, you got to get in that room where it feels extremely uncomfortable oh, and, you know, fight your way out of it and, and be with people that don't want to hear what you want to say, but somehow come out on the other end where they're kind of going, okay, I, I, I can see this. Okay. Keep going. Um, and I don't, and I think if you don't get that, then you're going to be, um, you're going to have a tough time getting mm -hmm. into that leadership role and then feeling comfortable with it. Absolutely. I, I think I think that's super important. You know, it's um, a great great saying that I think a lot of people should live should live by is get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, yeah. like in those are situations where you where you grow a lot, and it's also said that you know comfort is the enemy of, of of progression. So you know, get 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 outside, see how far you can go, and and talk like like you said, talk to people that's those yeah. are people who've been through people who have who have experienced and, and been leaders see how they've done it no like you said not everybody's gonna have the same path as you but if you're able to kind of pick pick pieces from from different people and then mold them into into you i think that's going to be a huge help for a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. well dino thank you so much for for being part of the podcast i know that i i would be looking forward to it so i'm really happy that you're that you're on it i do have one more surprise question surprise okay. to you not surprise to anybody listening because i've done it every single podcast but um do you have any books that that you can recommend that have you know changed like help help influence your life books podcasts youtube videos any anything i think uh 
one of the books I'm reading now, and it's kind of outside of my realm, but um, I found it really influential. And, you know, because you go through and you read so many different things, but um, was a book that's on Warren Buffett. Okay. And, uh, and I find it just really interesting, just the, the investment world, but more importantly, just the manager and the leader that he is and mm -hmm. uh, how, um, how down to earth and just, just real, right? Real. And, uh, you know, some of those real values um, that, uh, you know, I think we're missing in a lot of ways and mm -hmm. or, you know as the world changes you're missing some of those old things and i think the winners are going to be the ones that can take some of those old values make them new and use them um in modern or future ways uh mm -hmm. so anyways it's just been a really good book it's called tap dancing to work and okay. i figure that's uh, kind of a cool uh title too that if you know you love what you do and you do what you love and you can keep doing it then it's uh, going to be positive and that helps you have positive influences on other people that that's awesome thank you for that tap dancing to work we will link it in the notes for this episode thank you for that i know that a lot of people are going to really enjoy this episode i know i have definitely enjoyed talking to you and get, get to know you more a little bit i know we haven't had tons of opportunity to do that but i'm glad that we were able to do this one yeah no thank you for having me and uh i appreciate it any opportunity to talk and share, uh, I think is a positive one. And hopefully this is uh, something that a couple people can uh, find pieces in and, and digest and uh, happy if anybody reaches out and, and wants to connect them. Um, I'm always happy to do that. Different names for success, but we gon' taste. Keeping metal on tango, me okay. Gold medals round next, CFL ranks, Bill Kings, Queens, BTG, repeat rotate.